Hello, this is Peter Bergman, and you're listening to Radio Free Oz here on July 13th, 2011. And it's time for another edition of Everything You Know Is Wrong. Well, I can tell you, I would like to be a fly on the debt ceiling during the discussions. It seems that the Republicans, or shall we say the cult of Republicans, or Republicanism, have painted themselves into a, a corner. Huh? First read notes that everyone at yesterday's White House meeting, Obama, Congressional Democrats, Congressional Republicans, seem to be on board with Senator Mitch McConnell's last-ditch proposal to raise the debt ceiling. This is the idea that they will give Obama the wherewithal to raise the ceiling as he wishes, but he has to come back like three times before the election and get the approval of Congress for the various things he wants to spend it on. No budget cuts. This is an absolutely string, no strings attached deal. It's a realization, says First Read, that Republicans realize they can't win this stalemate. They only lose badly or lose honorably. The president has indeed painted McConnell and Boehner especially Boehner, into a corner. Poor crying John. Yet perhaps the biggest takeaway from McConnell's proposal is that it exposes Republican leaders for not acting on the deficit and debt when they had the power to do so. And when they had a Democratic president willing to do things that probably won't be seen for a generation. When Obama put $4 trillion in deficit reduction on the table, as long as Republicans added revenues to the mix, they walked away. And when they had Democrats tying spending cuts to the debt increase, they ended up punting. Furthermore, in that sense, yesterday's development undermined the basic vision of the conservative movement, and about time, that decoupling taxes and spending would cause revenue and outlay arrows to, to diverge, and that when faced with the resulting unsustainable debt load, the country's representatives, pushed by powerful interest groups, would keep the tax rates and scotch social programs. In other words, choose the corporate state over the entitlement state. Well, it didn't work. And here's a comment on this process by a real Republican, a real traditional Republican. Former Senator Alan Simpson of Wyoming, quoted by ABC News, in reaction to the House Republicans rejecting President Obama's grand bargain on raising the debt ceiling, he said, the stuff that's going on in my party where the pettiness overcomes the patriotism, is just disgusting to me. Well, it disgusts me also. I, I rarely use the word patriot, but a patriot means someone who puts the country in front of party. Then certainly the GOP has been decidedly unpatriotic and decidedly unwise in this blind attempt to believe at all costs that it's all about the debt and it's not about putting people back to work and healing this very sick economy. Well, they planted the seeds, and now they're choking on the weeds. There's been a lot of talk that Obama's inability to be tough, call the opposition bad names, and use the bully pulpit, in other words, be a bully, has turned off his base. People just aren't as excited about re-electing him. Well, the fact is, of course, when he ran in 2008, it was an extraordinary sea change in American politics. Not only was it the first African-American running for the office, but he used the internet. He was 
and still is extraordinarily modern. Well, it turns out people still pretty much think he's the choice for 2012, looking at here basically from two aspects. First of all, in the last uh, quarter, Obama raised, or his Myrmidons raised $86 million in campaign funds, which is triple what all the garden gnomes together, with the exception of Michelle Bachman, who has not announced her, her booty, that all of them raised together, okay? Three times it. And a new Quinnipiac national poll finds Mitt Romney leading the Republican presidential field still. This is the man that uh, is on top, followed by Michelle Bachman, who's surging, Sarah Palin, Rick Perry, and at the very end, you've got uh, Polenti, who has dipped to 3%. Okay, but here's the thing. President Obama holds double-digit leads over all the GOP White House contenders, hitting the all-important 50% mark against every candidate but Romney, and he leads Romney 47% to 41%. So I got a feeling for all of this that he's sitting pretty. And by the way, look at what's happened to the Republicans. They are in disarray. And this whole cult of don't spend, make the poor pay for it, it's all about entitlements, etc., 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 has gone awry. And I think it's going to come back to bite them very seriously in the ass. Remember all the noise they made about this special election in California when Janice Hahn ran up against a Tea Party nobody to fill the seat that Jane Harmon had pushed aside to become very well paid in some think tank. And they said, oh, there's going to be an upset because people are so upset with Obama's handling of the economy. Well, it turns out she beat him by 10 points. Yes, the Democrats have an 18-point advantage in registration, but winning by 10 points is good no matter how you look at it. But how does the Republican National Committee respond to this? Okay, their director, Paul Lindsay, today made the following statement in response to the special election results in California's 36th Congressional District, and I quote Paul, Janice Hahn is now Nancy Pelosi's problem. Between her pattern of unethical behavior and close ties to LA's most dangerous gang members, Hahn is adding to the pollution in the swamp of Washington corruption built by Nancy Pelosi's Democrats. Pollution, excuse me, it was the Republicans that encouraged some crazoid to make an ad that had Janice Hahn represented as a stripper on her pole, putting her butt in your face and being blown by gang members? Excuse me, pollution? Look, I worked in the LA City Council. I, I worked for a really fine councilman, uh, Joel Wax, and Janice Hahn was a council person at the time. I didn't know her personally, but I know who she is, and she's a very straightforward, almost run-of-the-mill liberal Democrat. She doesn't pollute anybody. And I want to remind the Republicans that since 1998, there have been 200 general and special elections in California, and they have won none. So why don't they make an omelet out of that goose egg? Here's a small political observation. Rick Perry, who has been threatening to throw his Stetson in the ring in order to increase his foreign policy bona fides, of which he has none, met with Perez Musharraf, the former premier of Pakistan. A secularist, an interesting man, but a man who came to power through a coup. So maybe 
Rick Perry is taking some pointers from him. Why go through all the agony of the primary process when you can just make it on a coup? Hey, George Bush did it in 2000. And finally, let's wrap it up with Marcus Bachman. He's my new man. This is Michelle's husband, the guy that runs that Christian counseling center. Uh, Truth out sent in a decoy who went to this counseling center who said, I'm homosexual and I want to be cured. So what did they do? They told them that you've got to get interested in women. That's how God made you. And we've got to pray the homosexuality out of you. What they call reparative therapy, which of course is completely debunked by anybody who has any brains whatsoever. And Marcus Bachman, like he's getting $137,000, our tax dollars to do this. And the man who calls himself a PhD in psychology, it turns out he may not be one, a PhD at all. And if he is a PhD, it's in something entirely different from psychology. And this is the man who is the husband of Michelle Bachman, who says that she is a sub submissive wife. Well, the internet is agog with Marcus Bachman is gay rumors. I don't care. If he comes out of the closet, of course, it'll be a major issue. But hey, if that's who he is, let's find out. No shame, no blame. And by the way, those of you who've been listening to this podcast may have heard this pounding in the background. Well, that's a pile driver being used to build some condom into him next door to where I live. You know, it's, it's ironic because when I started with a fire sign theater, we had this set of um, sound effects records and one of our favorite sound effects was the pile driver. Well, now you've got it in reality. And in reality, don't forget to go up to Radio Free Oz and push that green button. We need your green. I talked to a couple of friends recently who listened to Oz all the time. They said, you know, I haven't sent you any money yet. Will you just get yourself out of that free lunch line, okay? And remember, Everything you know is wrong.